Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back to Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with Charlie Long. Bobby Bear will return tomorrow. I guess, right, Charlie? We'll see. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, Thank you for listening. We will take you to 7 o'clock tonight, and it will be the Matt McMahon Show, LSU head basketball coach at 7 p.m. Charlie, a lot to talk about, first of all, right off the bat with the Saints uh, coming to terms with uh, Tano Passano. You know, one of the things with Tano is uh, that he can play defensive end, but in those NASCAR packages where they have four defensive linemen on obvious third down plays, they, they've kicked him inside. And so um, bringing him back is not a huge deal. And so yeah. financially, you try to make this work. It's something Dennis Allen wants, uh, kind of a revolving sort of door uh, along the defensive line uh, to keep everybody fresh for in the fourth quarter. So um, good for them that they were able to bring back Tano. And I think at a price that, that's really not breaking the bank. No, very reasonable. Uh, by years, by any million. stretch of the imagination. You talked about Carson Wentz uh, getting cut loose uh, from the commanders. Man, he's... Ever since that back injury, knee injury, he's never been the same, and it saves you $26 million in cap space. And they've already made the announcement. Sam Howell is going to be their guy to start the season. Um, Fifth-round pick, huh, Mike? Yeah, from North Carolina. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, I think they'll be looking for a quarterback real soon, too. Uh, But the weekend, certainly, LSU um, in baseball, winning two out of three. Uh, the Saturday loss to Iowa, um, man, they they hit the ball hard, just didn't uh, couldn't do anything. Yeah, uh, no, Mike. The the report that I did on that game, the Iowa game, kind of like the first inning was an encapsulation of the whole game, where Iowa goes on this huge two out rally that gets three runs on the board in the first inning, and then the bottom half of the first inning, LSU comes up late. The first three batters get on base, then three consecutive strikeouts. Yep. Bases woof, loaded. woof, woof. And then yep. you came back yesterday, and uh, again, boy, Dylan Cruz shows Just why. Crushed Sam Houston State. <laughs> he is. Five of uh, six. Yeah, he was five of six yesterday, four RBIs. And Braden Jobert, um, six at-bats, he gets four hits. Uh, five RBIs. So, man, they, they pieced it together. This is something I should have looked up ahead of time, Mike, but I have no idea how Cruz was a co-SEC player of the week. I saw that Jack Caglione, the, the catcher for Florida, Florida was the yeah. co-SEC player of the week as well. He had to have a very good week, just like Cruz did, because 10 of 14 is pretty incredible. Yeah, You look at it, what's 700? Uh, 710 or 714? Yeah, 719, I believe. Yeah, something like that. Uh, you're talking about a batting average. So, again, Tomorrow, big lineup, and we'll have it here on the Big 870 as the LSU Fighting Tigers play 
Longhorns of Texas, uh, 6 o'clock starting time. I think 6.30 is the game. I think uh, pregame is at 6 o'clock uh, tomorrow. Also, uh, I was telling you, I was, man, uh, fooling around with the uh, grandkids yesterday outside, and then uh, I, I made it back inside. I was listening to Jeff Palermo, who who did the game on, on WWL, and then we'll have him on at 4.35 today. And then I got to watch LSU's women basketball uh, play uh, against Mississippi State. A uh, bit of a slow start, but, man, they pieced it together. And then Angel Reese again um, coming up big for the ti- Lady Tigers. Yeah, 26th and 27th double-double of the season. It's pretty incredible. And her seventh, record seventh SEC player of the week. She's had a phenomenal season. Yeah, and so, uh, again, well, we hope that sometime this week uh, we can get on Kim Mulkey to come on with us, talk a little bit about everything as it hits the tournament. And remember last year, Charlie, they were one and done. Yeah, we'll have to tournament ask her. Time. We'll have to ask her with that Mississippi State game. They t- they actually broke an attendance record at the PMAC. Yep, I'm looking for that exact number right now. Um, but it, it feels like for all these big games that the Tigers have had. I mean, obviously their home finale is a big game. But you know, you remember the game against Tennessee at home. They had broken that SEC the uh, PMAC attendance record, and they they did it again. So there's a lot of excitement around this LSU women's basketball team. Okay, and you got to see uh, your alma mater, University of Louisiana. Yeah, right before that. I I got that number for you. 15,694 in attendance at the PMAC to watch LSU women's basketball beat Mississippi State 74-59 to on Sunday afternoon. I was in Lafayette on Saturday. I got to watch the Cajuns beat the BYU Cougars in a four-game sweep. So my Cajuns are off to a good start this season. Six and one record. It was a lot of fun being out at uh, Russo Park, MLT Morgue Field. It was it was it was a good time. You know, with those four game series, a lot of these mid major schools don't have the pitching to really keep up with that. So at the start of the game, it was a lot of really kind of back end arms, I guess you could say. A lot of walks, a lot of runs early on. I think the first three innings of that game, Mike took about an hour and a half to complete. It was like a seven to seven score line after three. But then both teams kind of settled in a little bit, and the Cajuns won the game eleven to ten. It's a really fun one. And uh, a guy you know a lot about, Jordan Brown. Uh, he won his, I think his fourth, fourth yeah. time this year. He was the Sun Belt Conference Men's Basketball Player of the Week. He averaged 26 points a game, 11.5 rebounds per game. Yeah, he was really big in the teams. They played South Alabama on national television last week in their Cajun Dome finale, and Jordan Brown was outstanding. 28-point game. He was like 12 of 15 from the field. Had a really outstanding performance, and he got awarded with this fourth Sun Belt Player of the uh, Week honor. He's going to be a first-team All Sun Belt performer, maybe in conversation for Sun Belt Player of the Year. He's had a fantastic season, just under twenty points per game, about eight rebounds per game. He is a force on the interior for the Cajuns. And if the Cajuns make the the, the NCAA tournament, Mike, we're going to do our NCAA tournament, you know, special show. I can't wait to see who they get matched up with because if, if the team they face. That that I think they'd probably get a pretty high seed if they were to make it for a mid-major squad, maybe like a 13 seed or something like that. If that four seed that they're playing doesn't have a good interior defense, be careful of Jordan Brown having a really big showing in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it depends on the matchup. Yeah, uh-huh. they got to get there first, though. Yeah, I mean, that, Jim, that's a big part. Our of pal it. Jimmy and Gretna calls in, and we always talk a little bit of trash back and forth about Southern Miss and UL. That's the top two teams in the Sun Belt this year. I think they're on a collision course for the Sun Belt championship game, but and, we'll see. And also, this week starts the NFL Combine, so we'll have a lot of information on that. Uh, uh, Jalen Carter is mm-hmm. going to be there, but he's not going to work out. No okay. surprise there. Uh, 
uh, and neither will Bryce Young. It was like what we were talking about last week, Mike. I can't wait to see the type of numbers that Anthony Richardson puts up because it's going to freak some people out. And some scouts are going you to. You can it. touch him with a first round. Yeah, exactly. And someone's going to will. turn. Someone's going to trade up and draft Anthony Richardson because of the combine numbers that he puts up and just the special physical, athletic talent that he really the is. The pressure to play him early. Oh yeah, man. It, I just hope he goes into a situation where he doesn't have to. But that's rare. What happened to Mahomes to go to Kansas City and not have to play year Sit one. Behind Alex Smith, the bridge uh, Alex Smith was was a mentor to him and kind of helped him bridge the gap between college and pro football. But I'm, I'm telling you, it, when you're a first-round pick and potentially a high one, they don't expect you to be watching. you playing, and that puts an awful lot of pressure on you uh, to uh, perform, perform at a high level. Also, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, I heard from uh, his, his agent sent me a text this morning, uh, and I think he'll be a top five or six pick in this draft, a defensive end from the Red Raiders. Uh, he won't participate. Uh, he's still coming off the fractured foot, but uh, he said he will be able to work on his pro day, and that's what will happen with Bryce Young and Jalen Carter. But we do know one thing about Georgia players. You bring them to the combine, and, man, they smoke the track. Everything. Yeah. Everything happens good. I don't – man, they, their workouts are terrific. And so, as you watch and you'll be able to see this uh, kind of play out in front of your very eyes. But those Georgia players have really shown up and shown up big in Indianapolis. Doesn't tell you a damn thing about if they can play or not. But uh, it does tell you a lot about how they look. Who was the cornerback, Mike, that's supposed to be one of the fastest guys that the, they'll step foot on the field? Is it Keeley Ringo? Oh, Keeley Ringo. Yeah. Now, Keeley, uh, in watching him, he's got first-round pick athletic skills. Right. But he, he's not a real focused guy. That's at, what I was referring uh, to with the Georgia, yeah. the kind of Georgia connection. They got all these special athletic freaks. I mean, Jalen Carter is 6'3", 300 pounds, but I'm sure he's going to move like a gazelle. Nolan Smith, who missed a lot of time this year as an edge rusher, watch the numbers he puts up, um, man, because he, he's got a chance to, to really be something special. Um, coming off the edge and most likely will be a 20s pick in round one. But uh, And um, I'm interested in Osiris, how well he works out. He's not going to be your workout warrior. He's just not going to be he's that guy. He's got to turn on the tape, though, Mike. You watch him on film, no, he, he's crushing people. He's not beating them. He's crushing people up front. We'll be back with more Sports Talk here on the Big 870 right after this break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over think your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with Charlie Long. We're taking you to 7 o'clock tonight. I have a texter asked about uh, where would I evaluate Hendon Hooker in the draft and also give a couple sleepers that uh, could show up uh, come combine workout. On Hendon Hooker, my deal hasn't changed. I think he's an early to mid-second-round pick. Uh, now, <laughs> there's some variances in that. you got to use the slide rule. But there are too many teams looking for quarterbacks, and you look at him – uh, and he is coming off the injury. He is working out. Man, he's smart. He's accurate. He throws a nice ball downfield, short, medium range. He's got the arm strength to throw it deeper downfield. He is 25 years old, but okay. Uh, they, they got a lot of guys that uh, because of what's happened uh, with the uh, COVID rule that you could come back and have a sixth year. They're going to have a lot of guys, 23, 24, 25 years old. Um, I'm a big fan of Hendon Hooker. I was in the summer. Uh, I said it on this radio station and everywhere else I was, of the guys that I saw at Manning Passing Academy, Bryce Young was the best passer I saw, the most accurate. The number two guy was Hooker. I mean, he threw the football, and he's not throwing the Tennessee receivers. He's throwing it to receivers he's never thrown to. I'm talking about guys from Nickel State, from Southeastern, LSU, Tulane, Southern Mitch, you name it. That's who he was throwing it to. He was so accurate throwing the football, and he's five-star general. Man, he took control. Anybody that's ever had 35, 40, 15, 16, 17-year-olds, and that's your group that you're working with, a lot of times I look at that sometimes as though the kids are controlling the college quarterback counselor. Not with him and not with Bryce. <laughs> no, they, they took control real quick, real, real quick on that. And so, again, um, I think he'll be an early to mid-second-round pick. Everybody got their own opinions, and they've spouted it off, and that's fine. Uh, they got their own opinions on things. Been doing this a long time. The guys, um, he, he, I think he is going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL soon. I don't know about this year because of coming off the knee injury, but that guy can play. Uh, as far as three guys to watch, um, Rashawn Johnson, who was a backup at Texas to Bijan Robinson, former high school. I scouted him as a high school quarterback. People were okay. Can he play receiver or defensive back? My thing is, if he can't play quarterback, I want him at running back. And it was one of the smart things Texas did. They put him at running back. Rashawn Johnson is a really good football player. 
Um, sort of a bulky back. He runs with power, but he's got some lower body strength and speed that's really impressive. Uh, Julius Brents from Kansas State, who's a six foot two and a half, six foot two and three quarter corner, former track sprinter, um, great athlete, has some little technical work to be done, but I don't think he gets out of round two. And I think he is going to really smoke up the track. I think he's a guy that in these workouts are really going to show up big. Also, Andre uh, Yosevich from Princeton. Now, Princeton has not been a school putting out a lot of NFL players. You understand why you're going to Princeton. But he was a track sprinter in high school, track sprinter at Princeton, put up some really nice numbers at Princeton as a receiver. And, man, can he fly. He has got some big-time speed and all this vertical jump uh, speed stuff. He is going to look good in all these individual workouts. So if, you, if you're looking for that type guy, uh, those are the guys to watch. And I, I can't wait to watch, from a big man standpoint, Broderick Jones from Georgia. And watching him on film, how quick he is, uh, his ability to get off the snap and, and – it gets his arms and hands on you real quick. He's really? going to be at the combine, right? Mike? Yeah, he's going to be at the you, combine. You might be one of those guys that puts up some pretty big numbers. Oh, and he's a Georgia guy, so he knows how to work out. And uh, the two guys from uh, Tennessee, too, uh, Jalen Hyatt, who I think he's the receiver. Um, yeah, he's 23 on my list. He's my number two receiver behind Jordan Addison from USC. Um, he can run. <laughs> and he's gotten much better as a route runner. And Cedric Tillman, who I really like, a bigger receiver. Uh, and in this draft class, there's not a lot of them. Uh, there wasn't uh, mu- much more exciting offenses than Tennessee last season with Henning Hooker throwing the, to those two guys. And, and Tillman wasn't a part of that until late. Yeah, he got hurt. He got he hurt, hurt early, early in, in the season. season. The other big receiver uh, somebody asked me about is uh, Jonathan Mingo uh, from Ole Miss. Uh, you know, because he's another guy. That's Ole Miss got has some, kind of been a receiver factory uh, recently. Yeah, well, if you got Lane Kiffin running that offense the way they throw it, uh, they, they're going to do a lot of work with that. Um, they have, uh, I think this is 36-66. Any chance that Tulane running back slips to the Saints in round three, I do think he'll be a third-round pick. I think Tajay Spears will end up going in round three. Whoever gets him is going to get a really good player. But there's a lot of guys in this draft class. I think once Bijan goes off the board in round one, and then Jamar Gibbs, uh, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama gets taken, Devin A. Chain from A&M, and they're going to have a host of them in round three and four. And I think at this point, that's where you got to rank Tajay Spears uh, as an early to mid third round pick. That's where he'll come off the board in round three. And I'll take him at seventy one overall, Mike. Man, I, I, I wouldn't even think about it. I think I'd go that route with it. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. And Jeff Palermo from the Louisiana Sports Network. Also, he called the games for the LSU Fighting Tigers baseball team this past weekend. We'll have him on with us on the Big 870. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The pitch. Brown ball. Base hit through the left side. A run scores. A second run's going to come around, and Dylan Cruz comes through for the Tigers. A two-run single. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with Charlie Long and uh, on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text line, Jeff Palermo from Louisiana State Network, also Tiger Rag Radio. And, uh, and you got all kind of gigs, uh, Jeff. Uh, you're doing play-by-play now. You almost got as many uh, runner-up deals to do than I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting trying in to that. keep pace with you, Mike. You're trying, trying man. God bless trying, you. Man. God bless you. Um uh, two of three, that, that wasn't a surprise. I think how it went down Saturday against yeah. Iowa, I think people were surprised at that 12-4. Uh, to four. And, and after the first couple innings, you, you could see, uh, you know, Iowa had that number. <laughs> they had him. Well, it just wasn't a good day at the ballpark for the Tigers. I mean, they missed some opportunities, yeah. and Iowa really took advantage of their opportunities. I mean, Iowa laid down a beautiful bunt that um, – uh, was perfectly executed. They executed a double steal. Um, you know, the uh, in the first inning, uh, it looks like LSU is going to get out of that first inning, and then the number three hitter hits, hits a home run with two, with two strikes on him. And then they add two more runs after that. Uh, and then in the bottom half of the first inning, LSU gets the bases loaded and nobody out. And they fail to score. And I really think in that situation, not having Trey Morgan in the lineup, who was not in the lineup after running into the wall the day before and was still had some lingering soreness. Uh, so Jay Johnson held him out of the lineup. And they really could have used a veteran, veteran player in that situation uh, just to get the bat on the ball against a really good pitcher in Brody Brax. And then it was just amazing. It was one of those stats at the end of the game that just really made you scratch your head. And really all you could say is it's that that's baseball. I mean, Iowa on Saturday walked nine hitters and they hit four others and LSU pitching, I think only walked one hitter all day, but, but they're the team that ended up losing uh, by eight runs. It just uh, one of those uh, crazy days at the ballpark and, I think Iowa came out ready to play. Not to say that LSU didn't, but I think the Tigers found out on Saturday afternoon they're going to get every team's best shot. And if you open up the door for them, they're going to take advantage of it, especially if they're going to play a good team like Iowa. The other thing, too, Jeff, is that uh, I heard uh, Jay talk to us about this uh, almost a week ago, and then he brought it up again about, you know, Sam Houston can really hit the ball. Yeah, yeah, he he really kind of went out of his way. Now he didn't have to do that over a week ago. Now I understand when once you're playing them that you got to do it. But man, he sort of really bragged about Sam Houston on this show with with Bobby and I and Charlie that how good they were and how well they can swing the bat. And yesterday, sixteen to four, you know, they did it by committee pitching wise, but it worked. Well, the reason why they went. pitching by committee is that he did not want uh, any of his pitchers to go through the lineup twice against Sam Houston. Uh, Jay and his staff scouted Sam Houston on Friday and Saturday and noticed that they, they really did well the second time through the order. And they also 
The other thing about Sam Houston is they're a veteran team as far as position player-wise goes. They have seven players from a season ago that hit 300 that are back this year. They also noticed they, they hit mistake pitches very well. And so that was the whole idea on why Chase Shores only went two, two innings yesterday as the starter, and then pretty much everyone went one time around. He wanted to give Sam Houston different looks, uh, and LSU has the depth to do that pitching-wise. I mean, look at it. I That's mean, the difference from a year ago. Yeah, I mean, Blake Money, who was their Friday night starter at this time, was out yesterday closing out a, a, in the ninth inning a 12-run game. I mean that just <laughs> and that's Jeez. that that shows you where you know where Blake Money is on the on the pecking order this year. I mean he was last year he was called on to be the Friday night starter. Now he I don't want to call it he's in mop up duties, but I mean he's a he's he's just a, a reliever in the bullpen at this point. And uh, that's yeah that's exactly the big difference between this year and last year is just how much more talent there is in that pitching staff and guys that um, they can go to. Uh, in, in particular, uh, Paul Skeens, obviously, a guy they could just hand the ball to and tell him, go, hey, go give us six, seven, eight innings. But they could still also play the way they did last year, where, hey, Chase Shores, you're, start, you're the starting pitcher, go give me three innings, and then I'll, I'll figure it out from here as far as mixing and matching with the bullpen. And that's what they did uh, yesterday against Sam Houston. Jeff, you were talking about how Iowa gave up 13 free base runners for LSU, but they weren't able to take advantage of it, only four hits in the game. I think that LSU's batters were a little bit annoyed at picking up that first loss of the season. Come right back with 16 runs on 23 hits just the day after. So talk a little bit about the offensive explosion that happened uh, on Sunday. Well, when Braden and Joe Bear hit that two-run homer in the first inning, that I mean that set the tone right there. It's like okay, today is going to be a different day for LSU. And then uh, LSU just explodes for five runs in the second. And the 23 hits, I believe that's the most LSU's had, I believe, since 2014 is the last time they had that many hits. And I I think they were annoyed after the loss on Saturday. I think they were disappointed. Uh, This is not a team that expects to show up at the ballpark and lose by eight runs. And they had opportunities. And, again, if they get a run – or two runs in that first inning against Iowa. I don't know if they beat Iowa that day, but I think it's a, it's a much different day. And they just put themselves in too big of a hole in that game, and then it just kind of got, got certainly got away from them in the, in the late stages of that one. Uh, but I don't, I don't think they liked – I don't think they enjoyed it at all, the fact that they lost by eight. This is a team that goes to the park every day expecting to win, and when they don't, uh, that that lights a fire under them, and and to me that's that's a sign of what good team. You know, I mean, the, the message boards are going to light you up uh, whenever this team loses. But how this team responds, I think that's really the true test of this team, the true character of this team. And I think that was on display yesterday against Sam Houston. With Brendan Jobert, he had a great weekend. I mean, specifically on Sunday with two home runs, a triple, a single. He came close to what Trey Morgan did last yeah, Tuesday. Almost hit, almost, almost got, got the, cycle, the cycle. Almost got the cycle, just a double short. <laughs> but he became the first LSU player to hit two home runs in a game since he did it himself in 2022 against Vanderbilt. Uh, so, I mean, I think his performance, he earned that um, that first team, first all-tournament team at the Round Rock Classic. Oh, he certainly did. And what you're hoping for from Braden Bear this year is just a little bit more of a consistent hitter. I mean, last year the home runs kind of came in spurts, 
And that, that, that happens with a lot of power hitters where they, they kind of come in bunches. But you, you just hope he can be a little bit more consistent. But they're not, unlike, again, another difference between the 2023 team and the 2022 team, they're not relying on him to hit two home runs in every game. I mean, they needed his power production last season. But there's now plenty of other guys in this lineup that can also supply it. And it's just gonna it's just gonna come a you know a matter of time for you know Tommy White to get into the into the act here and uh, you know Dylan Cruz is gonna have his days obviously and we, we've seen how hot Gavin Dugas can be over a four or five yeah, there's there's seven or eight hitters in this lineup that can just kind of carry you a little bit where last year you know it was Dylan Cruz and it was Trey Morgan and then they were just kind of hoping somebody else can let, can uh, catch fire and. Um, cause Dugas was hurt and, and even Trey Morgan was battling a knee injury all season last year and Beloso was out. And so they, they just didn't, and they, uh, you know, it was a revolving door at catcher and all, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, that's not the case this year. They, they, they got literally eight guys that I think can get hot for you. I mean, look at Jordan Thompson's batting eight for you this yeah. season. He's one of your better you stole, hitters. You stole my next question, but yeah. uh, I think uh, Charlie has one for you. Yeah, so a guy that we had already mentioned earlier when talking about the pitching staff, Jeff, was Paul Skeens. I mean, we talk a little bit about pitchers entering the rocky, the proverbial rocking chair, right? Retiring 17 of the last 18 batters he faced. I mean, he, he really got it rolling late in that game against Kansas State on Friday. And again, another sign of what really good pitchers do. He struggles in the first inning. But he only gives up the one run, and then he just eventually he settles down, and and then he's unhittable uh, by the time he, he has to exit the game. I mean that's just that is what that's what you see out of the even on the major league major league level. The, the the best pitchers maybe it takes them an inning or so, maybe it takes them a few batters to get settled in. I believe it was the first four batters that Skeens faced on Friday. He started them off with ball one, and he got behind. And that was the biggest uh, issue with him. But once he started locating his pitches better, started getting ahead in the in the count, uh, it was lights out for Kansas State. They didn't have a chance against that guy. I'm really excited to see him, you know, go up against some of the other better pitchers in the SEC and, you know, kind of go mano for mano again, you know, in one of those games where it's two to one, one to nothing, three to two, whatever, one of those low-scoring Friday night SEC games. And that's kind of how – Friday's game played out against Kansas State. It was a it was a low scoring a game, uh, you know. It was a, a tight game through six innings, and then LSU got to Kansas State's bullpen, and that was it. Uh, the Tigers uh, and bats finally erupted, and and they put the game away. I think that's kind of the recipe for success for them on Friday nights in the SEC as well. You know, Paul Skeens go out there, give a seven eight innings, three runs or less, and then eventually. Uh, LSU's offense will wear down the opposing pitching staff, and that's what we saw on Friday against Kansas State. Jeff, I have a texter wanted to know about kind of an explanation on how it ended against Kansas State. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, because their deal is, man, what the hell happened here? Uh, so give them, an expl- give them your explanation of exactly what happened uh, Friday well, night. Well, uh, it was the automatic strike call. The batter was not uh, prepared or not ready to take the pitch within the time limit that is now required by NCAA baseball. And uh, what, what makes it a little tricky, I think, for the fans the pitch clock going there at that park uh, at Dell Diamond. I mean, there, you see the pitch clock in center field. 
there's uh, there were two pitch clocks next to the dugouts as well, up the first and third base lines. But you know, like in football, when you're watching the play clock, that's always in the screen, right? When you're watching right. the Saints or college football, you can when there's a delay a game, there's no controversy over it because when you we all see it hit zero and the and it, but here. Uh, I, I think what baseball has to do technology-wise is they're going to have to make sure as you're watching the game, you see that pitch clock. And apparently the hitter, will, even though he was in the batter's box, he was not ready for the pitch within a, within five seconds of uh, that pitch clock going off. And that led to the automatic strike being called by the third base umpire, and that's how the game ended. And it was um, a spring training game ended in uh, Major League Baseball. Yes. A, a, a similar way, yep. I believe it was on Friday, uh, Friday I believe, Friday between night, the Red yeah. Sox and Braves. So similar thing. Um, and these umpires, now, hey, everybody, you know, the, 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 the reaction was, hey, they can't let this happen in Omaha or in the Super Regionals or the Regionals. Mm. I, I don't think that will happen. I it, Just like in football, when there's ever a new rule or there's a new emphasis on a rule, the, the officials, referees, whoever it may be, they're going to call it really tight at the beginning to send the message to the players. Hey, we are serious about this. The pace of play, we're serious about the pitch clock. You, you better be ready to play. And I'll tell you this, Mike, uh, I found that the, pa- the pace of the game was much quicker during this three-game series. I mean, you look at that, we were talking about Saturday's game, the, the, the 14 free passes issued by Iowa pitching. If you didn't have a pitch clock, that game would have taken four hours to be completed. It, it was done in three hours and 15 minutes. Yesterday's game had a bunch of mid-inning pitching changes and so forth, and it was right above three hours. Friday's game uh, didn't have as many interruptions, two hours, 40 years, two hours, 40 minutes. I mean, I think that is... I think that you can already tell it works. And I kind of noticed that as the play-by-play guy, like, hey, man, I don't have as much time to talk in between pitches anymore or in between at-bats because these guys are getting in the batter's box, they're getting ready to hit, and the pitchers are ready to deliver the baseball. I think it's going to lead. Once we get, you know, once we get through this rough part here of everybody understanding the, the new rules, Uh, I I think it's going to lead to better play on the field. It's going to be more enjoyable, and we're not going to be sitting there in the seventh inning, and the game's already three hours and 40 minutes long, and you're like, when is this thing going to end? And I'm a huge baseball fan, but there are many times where I'm watching a game saying, my goodness, this thing is going as slow as it can possibly go. I think those days are over with, guys. Real quick, um, just the impact of Kim Mulkey uh, on LSU's women's basketball team. Uh, This is – People forget now. This is just year two, and, yeah. and you're not catching South Carolina. I mean, they are who they are uh, at this stage, but the impact Kim has made when you see this record crowd in the PMAC and what she's been able to do to bring that roar back to women's basketball for LSU, and it this is just the start. This isn't, okay, you, you're not halfway up the mountain yet, Um she has done a remarkable job uh, with, with LSU's women's basketball team. You're right, Mike. It is just a start because she's bringing in the number one recruiting class next Nate and next season, uh, the top player in the country who's at Parkway High School right now up in northwest Louisiana. She's coming to LSU. You know she's going to do really well in the transfer portal. 
She's going to miss Alexis Morris next season. I mean, this is her final year at LSU. Uh, she's the the Robin to Angel Reese's Batman. But um, no, this is this is literally the start of it. I would be shocked if she does not win a national championship at LSU. She's got everything she needs, all the resources. She's got the fan base behind her, and and, and there's there's players that want to play for her. I mean, look at Alexis Morris. She kicked Alexis Morris off her team back in Baylor, and here she is at LSU. And um, you know, she's she's having a huge. She's hugely successful. So. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I'm hoping they can make a bit of a run here in the SEC tournament where they'll play South Carolina again, hopefully in the championship <laughs> game. And who knows, maybe face them again in the Final Four in Dallas. That would be great, too. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. Also, man, you and Bill did a great job this weekend covering the games. And, man, congratulations on that. Uh, really entertaining to listen to. Uh, thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. You guys have a good one. Thanks so Take much. easy, Jeff. Jeff Palermo from Louisiana Network, also from Tiger Rag Radio, and does a lot of work with us here on WWL. We'll be back for more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this break. We're finishing out here on our number one of sports talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with Charlie Long. I'm going to ask Menard from Baton Rouge uh, to uh, hold on until right after the 5 o'clock news, and I'll take you right then and there. But Charlie, I think basically Jeff broke it down. Man, the depth on this LSU baseball team is like we have not seen in a long time or maybe ever Yeah, from I mean, a pitching standpoint and also from the people he can go to bullpen-wise if it's uh, a hitter, outfield, infield. You'll need it this week it. with five games, Mike. There's the Texas game on Tuesday, and then they have a four-game weekend series starting with Thursday and then going all the way through Sunday. So. It's a lot of games that they're going to be playing this week. Yeah, and so uh, that'll behoove them well to have as much depth as they can. And, again, it's early in the season. And, man, man, I got all kind of texts. Man, what's happening to LSU? Let me get a correction, Mike. It starts on Friday and goes through Monday. Friday through Monday. Okay. Uh, But, uh, man, what happens to LSU hitting? I thought they were supposed to be great. Okay, it's early in the season. You're going to have some losses. Man, it's, it's when you get hot late in the late spring and summer. That's when it counts. Just look what happened to Ole Miss last year. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this news break. <sighs> spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 